Mic check. Holy shit. Um, it's the end of the year. And it's Christmas, actually. I was thinking about this, and uh, I decided, you know what, I'm releasing this a day early. It's a fucking Christmas present. Because if Santa didn't get you what the fuck you wanted, well, guess what? I'm not doing that either, because you still have to listen to me. If you so choose to. This year's been a fucking whirlwind, guys, and we have had a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of cool shit come out this year. And I have a top five list. Before I get to that, there is uh, minor news, I guess, that I've missed in the last... I mean, shit, I didn't have a mic check two weeks ago. And I apologize. I'm, I'll, I'll be completely frank. Um, what's happened, and, and we've mentioned this before, is the band that uh, Shmeev and I are in, we've been having... Um, we have a gig coming up um, uh, on New Year's Eve. And because of that... I have been really focused on trying to learn <laughs> the songs that we're doing for that. Because of that, I've been barely listening to any of the new music that I've been getting. Um, with the exception of like one or two things that came out that I was like, I really need to fucking hear this. I have put pretty much everything else on the back burner until the new year. So, unfortunately, I don't have any... Uh, you're, you're not going to hear me talk about um, uh, like the new Lex that came out um, or... or fucking whatever so uh, unfortunately i gotta wait on those um and that's the reason why i didn't have a mic check uh two weeks back is this has just been like the primary focus for me and um and i still don't even know all of my songs that i have to sing <laughs> we just added a couple a couple days ago and uh one I, I i'm aware of the song but i've never sang it never learned the words so i'll probably be having we have a little ipad that we're gonna have up on stage and i mean thankfully this is mostly just for a lot of friends and family so i can kind of get away with this but in the future i really want to make a point to not have to worry about that the only uh real big news uh that's come up as far as the labels that we really pay attention to here um, Gibby Stites officially no longer a member of Magic Ninja Entertainment. Um, this first came out when he was moved to the um, former artist page on Magic Ninja's official, official site. Uh, Gibby then posted about it, I think the next day or something like that. Maybe it was the day of uh, saying, well, I guess I'm no longer there, which tells me that uh, he was not informed of this ahead of time. His response was a little bit wishy-washy, in my opinion. Um, he says that, uh, you know, there's no hate, there's nothing but love. He appreciates MNE for the opportunity that it was given. He did explain that he was only uh, signed for one album, and that 13th Wonder, which was the first EP, was actually something that was done extra. Which I find interesting that you're doing the extra thing first. But his wording of it just kind of made me feel like, no, nah, he's more annoyed about this than he let on. Um, I genuinely think that part of this stems from his reaction to his 
um, Welcome to Illville album releasing and being very, very salty that nobody else on the label promoted it. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe that's just me speculating and this is not me trying to start drama that doesn't need started, but outside looking in, I think, I genuinely think that that may have played a part in it. Um, which is weird because we did have him on, um, on some other projects since, um, or rather in the time, uh, between like welcome to Illville and, and, and whatnot. But I, I don't know. I, I think it's, uh, this is the quickest turnaround that we've had on an artist, um, on and off MNE. Um, I think the only one that would maybe be similar to that would have been Lars, but Lars wasn't really, I feel like Lars's thing was more of like a kind of a distribution thing, but you got to figure they were also doing shows for MNE. Um, they did some stuff on the year of the sword album from that year. They, uh, I mean, Gordy was on Rida's, so I don't know. I mean, I wish nothing but the best to Gibby in his future. Uh, you know, I think that he should take this as a learning opportunity. And, I mean, I don't think that he's going anywhere. I think that, you know, we'll still hear from him. And as long as he improves his skills more and more, you know, for all we know, maybe he'll get a second chance on MNE or maybe not. Maybe he'll just continue doing the independent thing. Regardless, best of luck to him. I hope that uh hope that he still finds more success. So but let's move on from that. Um oh, actually something that just came to mind was uh the recent uh music video releases. Um well rather the the main one. I think there's only one that I that I'm aware of. Um for uh on ICP's newest record. Um Damn, what uh, what song was it that uh, that they did one for? Oh, for Clown Drippin', rather. I actually haven't watched the video yet. Surprisingly enough, I haven't watched the video. And part of it is because I was a little bit... It was a bit of a, a turnoff for me because I feel like there's so many other songs that would have been better served having a music video as opposed to Clown Drippin'. Not that I don't like the song. It's just I really would have expected something different. And... Well, whatever, whatever. Um, I am aware, however, of the sneak disses <laughs> that are in there. Um, they called out uh, Juggalo memes, which I think was kind of funny, <laughs> saying that Juggalo memes uh, sneak disses them. I guess, maybe. But there's also a section, um, fake, uh, what is it, fake Juggahos just shows up. And in the background, you see the... Um, the animated designs of Twisted from their most tasteless and freak show eras. Um, you're familiar with those those designs. This isn't going to stop anytime soon, is it? It's been nine years since Twisted left Psychopathic. It's been a good... Uh, we're looking at four or five years now that the actual beef has been happening. Um... It's not, it's not ending anytime soon. And what's funny about this is uh, ICP, um, which this is also news, have moved off of Patreon and are now going to stream on Twitch um, because, I mean, hell, Shaggy's been doing it 
for however fucking long and has been working just fine for him. So now they're just focusing on Twitch directly, which is cool because that's free to watch. If you want to support, a sub is like $25 a month, which is not bad. It comes out to be cheaper than the $66.50 every two months for, you know, those streams and shit you might not get. Still waiting on that Bloody Brother single. Anyways, um, one of the recent episodes, and I didn't get to watch it, but I really want to, was the downfall of the Cottonmouth King's um, investigation, where ICP were basically like, we should look into this. And I guess they had uh, Kevin Zinger was, was available for it. Um, Bobby B was on there, and he has no, like, no good words for Zinger from what I understand. But what's very interesting to me is, and I've heard so many people talk about this, is ICP, especially Violent J, are so invested in trying to get the Cottonmouth Kings to work out their differences and get back together and patch things up. Because D-Loke, he's using that Cottonmouth Kings name, but it is not, in my opinion, being served justice. Um... I don't know what the fuck D-Loke is doing with that new music he's making. With this new group that he's doing. I, personally, I, I, I can't fucking stand it. I get, I kind of get his reasons for using the Cottonmouth King's name, and some of it is noble. But right now, it is just, the old kings are turning in their graves right now. But, what a lot of people are saying is, Jay, you're so invested on trying to get the old Cottonmouth Kings back together and patch things up, and work out your differences. It's almost like you're trying to do this for yourself in maybe patching things up with Twisted. And that's purely speculation. But there's merit to it. I want things to be fine between the two camps. But if things are just done good i'm tired of the disses i'm tired of the sneak disses i don't give a fuck about it and i'm tired of everybody just getting super pissy at the other side oh you must be a twizzler because of this shut the fuck up i like twisted guess what i also fucking like icp it's because of icp that i got into twisted i'm not ashamed to admit that and there's a lot of people who feel the same way are there people who got into Twisted first and then maybe got into ICP? I think that's less likely. But you can't have one without the other. It is impossible. And I don't even care if the artists say otherwise. It is impossible to go through the histories of both ICP and Twisted and completely disregard the other. You can't do it. They are so closely tied that it is impossible to ignore and disregard the history that they had for each other. Twisted were on the label... For 14 years? And you're going to act like there's nothing to think about there? You're not going to act like ICP brought them to everything to help promote them, to help them stand on their own, which they did. Maybe not at the same level as ICP as far as the underground rap sense. But Twisted are doing fucking great right now. doesn't matter if you like or dislike the music. You can't ignore that they are actually seeing success. Look at ICP. They're finally being taken seriously after how many fucking years? In the last, honestly, probably the last five years, 
close to a decade, but more so in the last five years. They've been getting props from a lot of these reputable uh, hip-hop sources. Are you hearing them, t- like, they're being shown on, you know, No Jumper. They're being talked about on Double XL. They're being talked about on Hip Hop DX. And whether you like those publications or not, they're important. Kind of rambling at this point. But the fact is, these groups, these groups that give a lot of us a lot of joy. Do I want things to be patched up? Fuck yeah, I do. But I'd rather be. I'd rather there be just total ignorance of the two. Just maybe act like, yep, we had a thing. We're done with. We're moving on. Instead of the pure hate and vitriol that we're seeing, mostly from the fans. You cannot deny that. But Twisted, I think, are doing a better job of just disregarding psychopathic as opposed to what ICP is doing on to Magic Ninja. And this isn't me taking sides or anything. It's just what I observe. If you don't like that, well, fuck it, move on. But you know what? Fuck it. Let's let's actually move on to the reason why anybody's fucking listening today, and it's because you want to hear my opinion. You want to hear my top five list. You want to hear what albums... I consider to be superior above everything else. Now, mind you, this is only going to cover the stuff that I got to listen to. There's a lot of stuff that I didn't get to hear this year, stuff that maybe you heard and you're like, well, why did you consider this? Probably because I didn't fucking hear it. <laughs> now, I don't have any honorable mentions. At least I didn't really like think of any, at least not directly you know what fuck it i have i have a couple i have a couple honorable mentions i have two of them right now and i'll say this and i'm okay with having these in here and that is double dragon and cabal the two projects that came from buckshot uh, double dragon with kung fu vampire and cabal with mr gray and low-key now I got to listen to Double Dragon quite a bit at the beginning of the year when it dropped. Cabal, I listened to quite a bit whenever it dropped. Uh, I believe it was this summer. Um, I unfortunately did not get to do many more listens in the latter half of the year. But those projects are fucking great. Um, Kung Fu Vampire, I'm learning, is a very versatile artist. And he can ride any beat like it's nobody's fucking business um him and buck have a very cool dynamic and what they did with that record is fucking solid cabal on the other hand is horrorcore it's it's not meant to be anything else it's fucking horrorcore and it's dark like for people who want something that is sinister evil sounding i mean all three members have such different styles that they meld in such a good way that it's impossible to think of what they'd be like without one of the members. It is cool that we are going to get a Mr. Gray album. That's something else I forgot to mention. Mr. Gray is officially going to release a project on Mob Style in, I think it said March of 2022. 
Um, but you know, we might get another cabal style track on there, which I'd be very excited for. Um, but everybody on that album fucking shines. So they didn't make my top five, but they're still really fucking great. And if you haven't checked them out, I highly recommend it. Now, I said top five, and I'm kind of breaking my own rule here, so don't come at me with the fucking pitchforks. The reason is, I have two in my top five, uh, or in my number five spot, rather. Um, I, I have them tied because they were just too fucking good that I couldn't, I couldn't leave one of them off. And when I get to my other four in here, it's, it's kind of easy to understand. The first one I'm going to say is the um, the compilation that Magic Ninja put out, uh, the Attack of the Ninjas uh, record that was put out. Um, originally, only available if you went to the Attack of the Ninjas show um, at Astro this year. However, I did see that some people were getting copies of these um, after Black Friday. What was happening was... Um, if you ordered, uh, if your Black Friday order was $35 or more, you got a uh, you got a bonus CD that you could not purchase on its own. Now, on its own was an interesting phrase because then I've seen three different albums come of this. Some people got the Attack of the Ninjas record. Some people got Freak Show Disturbed and Unheard, which you could only purchase in that Freak Show lunchbox bundle. And some people got the Mad Season Deluxe Edition, which you could only get from that bundle. I was one of those people. I got the Mad Season Deluxe. Um, I am actually very glad that people are getting the Attack of the Ninjas record because it is fucking great. Now, it's heavily curated by Buckshot. He's all over this record. Um, so it really should be Buckshot Presents Attack of the Ninjas. <laughs> but I'm happy that I get to have Buck on here. Buck is a super cool dude. I've chatted with him countless times. He's so fucking... Uh, He's a dope dude. Um, and them just giving this album away for free at that show is bonkers to me. Um, it might as well be Year of the Sword Part 2. Because um, everybody on here is good. There are no bad tracks. Some of them could be like, eh, I'm a little indifferent to this. But they're not bad songs. Um, if I had to, I'm trying to remember uh, some start off or, or some standout tracks rather. Um, Chin Check by Gibby Stites was fucking great. We Are the Underground by Oh the Horror was great. Um, there is a, uh, there's actually a, a remix to uh, one of the Cabal tracks that's on there. And uh, what was the other one that was really fucking great? Um, oh, Let Him Burn by AMB. Um, now, mind you, all of those tracks feature somebody else on there. They, they've all got at least like three other people on there. But I really hope that. Um, Magic Ninja considers releasing this even as uh, on streaming because it's not available to stream. I think only a couple songs are available officially. I think the tracks that Gibby is on, he has on his webs uh, on his channel. But um, the rest of the album, like it's fucking great. If you have the opportunity to to listen to it, please do because it's goddamn solid. Um, like I said, it's basically a Year of the Sword Part Two. I mean, Year of the Sword probably better overall, but. This this album is, it's a crime that it was only given away for free at this one show. It really shouldn't be restricted to just that. More people should get a 
chance to hear it. So that's why I was really glad that people were getting it with their Black Friday orders. I really wish that they would have just exclusively given that as opposed to those other two CDs um, since I already had them. And I already have this as well, but this would have been something cool to do as like a giveaway in the future. So I don't know. That is part one of my number five spot. And the other one, the other one literally just kind of came to me in the last probably week or so. I had my, my top four already figured out. Um, the five spot was where the, the rough part was. And this one is, this one kind of came out of nowhere because it really, I've had it since the beginning of the year. Um, but it didn't really like resonate until very recently. And that is super famous fun time guys. Don't hug me from the front. Now I want to say this. I nearly put mom's not offended. She's concerned. However, I only just got that a week ago and I haven't gotten nearly enough listens of it. It's probably better than Don't Hug Me From The Front, but it didn't seem fair for me to throw it in here when I didn't get nearly as many listens as I did with this track. And I know last year, last year I kind of cheated around that with, what was it, Eminem had uh, Music To Be Murdered By Part 2, or Side B rather, um, and then also Boondocks' album, um, which I don't regret putting those ones on there because they're fucking amazing and they still deserve to be on there. But Super Famous Fun Time, guys, I never started listening to until this year. Um, grabbed the majority of the older stuff. There's only a couple of the um, older records that I don't have. So if anybody has a copy of our album and Super Dude's crooning the tunes that they are willing to let go of, please let me know because I'm trying to get them. And they, <laughs> they're actively trying to avoid people getting um, our album. So if you got those and you're okay with parting with them, Please let me know. Anyways, super famous fun time, guys. I'm loving these dudes because I'm really getting like 90s to early 2000s ICP vibes from them. Just in their style. I think Eight Legs is a fucking fantastic rapper. Um, Whipstick is taking me what was taking me more time to really like enjoy, but I'm finally I'm finally coming around there. Um, but their stuff is just the majority of it's funny, and they can do horrorcore. There are some tracks that do it, but man, some of the fucking songs that they have are just so silly, and the shit that they decide to say is bonkers. Um, I also appreciate that they are not afraid to throw in professional wrestling references in pretty much every song. I love them. They're those are the lines that stand out to me the most. I love them. Um, if uh, if I had to. If I'm throwing out songs that you should check out, uh, the title track, Don't Hug Me From The Front, is great. Could Have Played Fallout is fantastic. Brainless, which features Billy Obey, that was the first song I ever heard by them, is also great. Um, and uh, and Lucha Florida. So actually, three of those are like the main singles. Two of those have music videos, Lucha Florida and uh, Brainless. Those are great. Um, I highly recommend checking out Super Famous Fun Time, guys. Like Literally, go ahead and check out all the shit that they have. Um, if you haven't, um, heard of the new record um, I definitely recommend it and it's very fucking cheap the streaming version is like 8 tracks but if you go to um, uh, the Long Live Evil store um, you can get the new record which has a bonus disc of like 9 other songs um, I think it's only like $9 it's fucking cheap as hell it's like it's 
they, they surprised a lot of people by doing that. Um, and the cool thing about that record is it, even though the second disc is a bonus disc, it still kind of flows very well. So if you have them back to back, it still sounds good. But Don't Hug Me From the Front is seriously, I think it's a good starting place if anybody wanted to really get into Super Famous Funtime Guys. Obviously, you can check out some of the older stuff too. Um, how to how to fit a cassette into discography, um, which is available on their site. They also did release that uh, white background terrible music as white background canceled music. Um, that was available on their site. I think it's sold out three times already. I managed to get lucky on the first uh, the first pressing, but um, go ahead and check out Super Famous One Time Guys. They're fucking great. Don't have me from the front is the other half of my uh, of my number five spot. Really fucking like that album. It's a lot of fun. Moving up. The next four are seriously the ones that were probably predicted. And you know what? I don't give a fuck. Too bad. <laughs> I don't I don't feel bad about this. Because these are albums that are genuinely, really fucking good. Number four, Tech Nine Asinine. This is a big deal for me because I have not fully enjoyed a Tech Nine album as much as this one. In a very long time. Um, I think that after all sixes and sevens, Tech Nine has been on a mission to go bigger and more extravagant with every single album. And unfortunately, that does not hit. Now, I say all sixes and sevens is the start of that. However, something else, which was the next full-length album after that, is my favorite Tech record. Um, I think that he had a very good combination of this is what I'm good at, this is also what I'm going to try and do, and I'm going to fucking kill it. And he did. The problem is, is every time after that, he just kept trying to do that more and more and more, and then losing, in my opinion, what Tech 9 was about. Special effects, there's some good tracks on there. And I listened to it a lot back then, but ultimately, it's not the greatest album. Planet, I can only mention maybe three songs that are on it. And that seems to be the case with pretty much every record that Tech has come out with over the last six years, probably more than that. I'm not sure. It's also very frustrating when his last two releases were EPs that are only available digitally. I don't understand why More Fear and Fear Exodus are only available for streaming, which makes no sense when you think that one of them has a track with fucking Corey Taylor and Hobson on it. That track was actually fucking going popular on TikTok for a minute because Taylor's part was showing up and people were like, holy fuck, Corey Taylor can rap? Well, yeah, because you dumb motherfuckers never listened to the first Slipknot record. The fact that those albums have not been put out physically is very, very frustrating. I don't understand why they haven't done it. They could easily do it. Um, there's also that Blight EP that came out earlier this year. I haven't even gotten to listen to it yet. I've had it for the last couple months. I haven't gotten to hear it yet. Sorry, don't, I don't feel bad about it. But S9, the holy shit, Tech is doing what he is good at. He's not straying away from what made him Tech 9, what made him notable. That's what I want. That's all I want. And yeah, there's quite a few um, guest features on this. Unfortunately, that's just that's how a Tech record is. Every Tech record now is a Tech, uh, tech 9 collabos album. That's just how it is. But there are good tracks. There's a lot of fucking good tracks. Obviously, we can't ignore Face Off. Yes. Fucking, you got The Rock on a goddamn track. And I don't want people 
getting on me for having this song. It's a fucking banger. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. And yes, Tech Nine wrote the verse for for Dwayne Johnson. Who fucking cares? The fact that Dwayne just did it is cool as shit. And he's in the fucking video. It's it's just fucking awesome. Like that shit gets me hype. I don't give a shit. Fuck off if you don't like it. Um, but immediately after that is also one of the standouts for me, which is Clydesdale, which has E40, and I am finding that I love E40 on anything. Cause he could just have a silly fucking verse and it's just a it's fucking great. Actually, some of the standout tracks on Tech's albums in recent years have been the ones that feature E40. Uh back to the special effects, no K. No K is fucking great. Love it. And Clydesdale is very similar. I really, really enjoy it. So those two um, what rhymes with threat will kill you is fucking devastating. Great track, I love it. Um, and actually, the final track, uh, special, also a fantastic song. Great way to end the record. At seventeen tracks, I mean, it is a bit lengthy, but hey, it fucking works. There's nothing on there that makes me like, ugh, why is this here? Um, I just think that the album is definitely really well balanced especially for how tech has been in recent years. Um, I I enjoyed this one so fucking much. When it came out, I was listening to it quite a bit. Haven't gotten as many listens um, in, in the last month or so, but goddamn, it's still a fun fucking record. And for anybody who may have been tuned out from tech um, in recent years like I've been, I mean, I've still been getting the music and hearing it, but not really digesting it. If you've been one of those people like me, this is probably the one that I'm going to recommend to try and get back into his stuff. Um, is it going to be one of the first things that I say like, oh, you have to listen to this tech record? No. I have probably three or four other records I'd give somebody first before I do that, but this is not a bad place to try and get back into Tech 9 if you've already been familiar with his music. Number four, Asinine Tech 9. Number three, oh, man. Number three is a big deal because a lot of times you won't hear me talk about music that I haven't listened to um, because I don't have a physical version. And this goes against that. And I talked at length about this before, so this should not be a surprise, but number three is Limp Biscuit still sucks. Holy shit. I think that I my description before was you took Limp Biscuit of 2000, you transported them to 2021, and gave them all this better technology, and you said, hey, you know those records that you do really well, like, um, you know, Significant Other? Make another one of those. And Fred Durst said, fuck you. Okay, we'll do it. And they did. This is literally a new Limp Biscuit record that sounds just like something they would have made 20 years ago. And it's not in the pandering sense. It's not in the well, this is the only thing they want to hear, so we might as well do it. They did everything that made Limp Bizkit so fucking special and unique back then, and they just updated it, which is great. I don't need Limp Bizkit to try and reinvent themselves and, and become something new. I know that there are so many bands who... You know, as time goes on, you want to evolve because you want to keep people's attention. You want to see what you can do as far as growth uh, can do. And some bands, it works. Some bands, it doesn't. I still 
and I've talked about this at length before, I still get very frustrated when I think of Linkin Park with the album Minutes to Midnight, which I think was the start of them kind of going downhill, and I didn't even touch A Thousand Suns. Maybe I should give that a try, and these days maybe I would really enjoy it. I don't know. I just remember hearing the song that was on what was the second Transformers movie and being like, no, fuck this, this isn't for me. But then the album that had um, Burn It Down, I got that, and I was like, this is fucking great. This sounds like Meteora. This sounds kind of like Hybrid Theory. This album's great. And then I heard the album after that was Garbage Again. This album being such a turnaround from Results May Vary, which people fucking hate. Most people hate uh, The Unquestionable Truth. And Gold Cobra just kind of existed. There's great songs on Gold Cobra, don't get me wrong. But that was not really a return to what Limp Bizkit was. Like, still sucks is. I really do hope that this gets a physical release in the future because I fucking love it and I want it in my playlist. I want to be able to listen to this more consistently. But goddamn, the tra- the album is short. It's just about a half hour long, so it is, you know, that's an average car ride depending on if you're going to the next town. It's fucking great, man. Out of style, dad vibes, turn it up, bitch. And probably one of, I think my favorite track is one of the best, like, mopey boy, sad boy songs in the final track, Goodbye. I fucking, I know that there's people who don't like when Fred Durst gets, you know, a moody boy track. But, man, Gold Cobra, one of my favorite songs was the song Angels, which I think was only on the deluxe edition of the album. And Goodbye is very high up there. Like, it is so fucking good. It might be their best record since Chocolate Starfish. And I know people will, a lot of people say that Significant Other is their best record. I didn't really listen to that nearly as much as I listened to Chocolate Starfish just because of when I got into Limp Bizkit. But goddamn, this record is so fucking high up on my list with, with Limp Bizkit in general now. And the fact that it kind of came out of nowhere just elevates it even more. So they did say um, that more music is going to be coming out. So who knows if we're going to get A, a physical release of this, B, another record, and maybe they just give us a double album. I don't fucking know. All I know is Limp Bizkit knocked it out of the park with this record, and I look forward to seeing what happens next because, goddamn, this record was fun. It's so fucking fun. The only, I, There's only one part of it that just kind of brings me down a little bit and it's the skit at the end of um, the second to last track just because it goes on kind of long it's a funny skit but I don't need it and you know how I am with skits typically I, I don't have them if I can help it but I just accepted that it's a thing on here so number three Limp Biscuit still sucks now we're moving on to number two, and I know that there's going to be some people who are going to be salty about me for this one, and I want to be honest, I don't care. <laughs> I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care. This is my list, not yours. If you have a top five list, you can make your own podcast and send it to me, and I'll ignore it. <laughs> Sorry, that's me being mean. Number two is ICP with Yum Yum Bedlam, and I want to say... I am so fucking happy that I can put ICP on a top five list again. I really am. 100%, genuinely. Because 
the last couple of years have not been kind um, <laughs> for ICP and Psychopathic Records, in my opinion. Um, you guys know how frustrated I was with Fearless Fred Fury. Ultimately, you know, whenever I first got it, I was like, okay, cool, I like this. And then as time went on, I'm like, man, this album's just fucking frustrating, especially because of Flip the Rat at the same time. We got nothing in 2020, which is the first year that we got no new EPs or albums from ICP since ever, I think. Um, you know, we were supposed to have Yum Yum's Lore back then, and it didn't happen, so that was frustrating. Earlier this year, we got Yum Yum's Lore, we got the... Um, the House Party Peep Show EP, which both of them were very solid in my opinion. I know a lot of people don't like Yum Yum's lore. I thought it was pretty fucking fun, honestly. Uh, the track with uh, Alien Ant Farm was great, and I know a lot of people hated it. But Yum Yum Bedlam is the best ICP record that we've gotten since the Mighty Death Pop. And me saying that is very, very um it's it's almost hard for me to say that because I have not been quiet about how much I enjoyed um the Missing Link albums, at least the two proper ones. Um those albums are very important to me. Um they they hold a very special place in my heart um for for how I was doing mentally at the time and what they did for me. I mean, shit, those are ones that the next time I went to um, a VIP, I brought those to get signed. I could have gotten any other fucking record signed, and I brought those ones and specifically told Shaggy and Jay that these records really helped me out. Like, that year was a fucking rough year for me. So I love the Marvelous Missing Link records, but I have an attachment to them personally but that doesn't mean that I think that they're better necessarily than the Mighty Death Pop or Bang Pow Boom. This is why I try and say it's one thing to say your favorite is different than what the actual best thing is. Okay, I'm not going to get in that fucking argument right now. But Yum Yum Bedlam is the best ICP record we've gotten since the Mighty Death Pop in 2012. Nine fucking years. Nine fucking years. For us to get an album this goddamn good. Is it perfect? No. There are problems with it. But they're very hard to pick from. I know the first thing that everybody's going to yell about is the goddamn producer tags. They're tired of hearing the fucking producer tags. And you know what? Cry about it. It didn't really bother me that much. The only one that's kind of an issue is the one that's in... Um, what is it? Insomnia, I think, because there's two different instrumentals in there but the rest of this record is very very good and it feels like a joker card which is very refreshing to say in this day and age because we haven't gotten something that really felt like that to me again fearless fred fury is very, very frustrating for me. I there's there's a lot of tracks I like on there, but it doesn't hold a candle to a lot of the other Joker cards that are out there. I'll fucking rate Riddlebox higher than it. And you know how I feel about Riddlebox. <laughs> Here comes the Carnival is a track that really could have been an ender, but 
I don't give a shit. It being the first proper song is fun and makes me think it could have been on the Wraith. Um, what else we have on here? Fuck. Fuck Regret is great. Um, everybody hates, uh, Ain't No Time because of Roadside Ghost. I actually really like that song. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Heart and Soul is a cover that's fucking great. Uh, what else? Carnival of Lights is a fun song as well. And Something to See is possibly one of my favorite Joker card end songs that we've had in ages. I know there's some people who get on it for the mixing. I don't think it's, I don't think the mixing is bad on it personally. Um, but it's a fun song. I honestly wish that one was longer, like just because the big ICP Joker card ending song, typically they're long songs. This one's not even five minutes long, which is fairly short. Actually, I think it's the shortest one we've gotten. Uh, I don't remember how long. Um, I Like It Rough was from Fred Fury. But something to see. This would be the shortest ending track, I think, since... Is it the shortest Joker card end track? I don't fucking know. Maybe it is. I'm not prepared. I didn't look this up. (laughs) But anyways, ICP... You know, we waited a long time for Yum Yum Bedlam. We thought it was going to come out... Uh... We thought it was going to come out at Christmas last year. We were going to get an EP in its place. That didn't happen. Just got delayed and delayed and delayed. For better or for worse, we finally have Yum Yum Bedlam. We're in this era. And I think that we are in a good spot with ICP. Now, we know that Jay was having substance abuse problems. Um during the course of all of this. Thankfully, it seems like he's getting his life together, which is great. And we're going to see what the future holds for ICP. We know that that world tour is going to be coming soon. I think the world tour starts next year. They tour the U.S. in 2023. So it's going to suck that we got to wait that long for it, but so be it. I will find a way to be at that last ICP show whenever they come to Pittsburgh. Fucking guarantee it. So number two, Yum Yum Bedlam by ICP. And that just leaves number one. And this this can't be a surprise. If you're actually surprised by this, then clearly you've never listened to me. You've never listened to my check. You don't fucking care. And that makes me sad. But number one is Unlikely Prescription by Twisted. It is very rare that I go out of my way to listen to an album beginning to end um, after my honeymoon period. The honeymoon period is, oh, I just bought this new album. I need to listen to this nonstop for a couple days, maybe a couple weeks, and then I just listen to it on random at times. With the exception of when we cover albums on Juggalo Judgment, where I have to do listens, um, I almost never do that. And Unlikely Prescription has been the one that has said, fuck you, you're going to listen to me multiple times because you fucking love me, and you're goddamn right I do. There's people who don't like Twisted doing the rock shit. Okay, fine, move on. I don't care. (laughs) This album is what I needed this year. I was so bummed that we didn't get it last year like we were supposed to, but guess what? 
that means that they took time to perfect it and it is about as good as it could possibly be. And it makes me so excited for what's going to happen in the future. We already know there's going to be another rock album that's going to be produced by Zeus. And I, I, I can't fucking wait. This is in my top five of all Twisted's records. It is, at the moment, probably tied for number two. And mm, Abominations needs to needs to worry. <laughs> I love Unlikely Prescription. I think that this album is a fucking masterpiece from Twisted. Say what you want. I don't give a fuck if they're trying to hit radio play or whatever. I want them to find success. Like, I think it's a bit selfish of people to be like, oh, well, you said you're going to be underground forever. Okay, well, underground don't always pay the bills. You can't even say that ICP is underground anymore. They're fucking mainstream. They're just not on the radio. Mainstream means that everybody fucking knows who the fuck they are. Everybody's heard of ICP. And Twisted made a record that people who don't listen to Twisted could listen to. I would put money that if I had any friends who just pretty much listened to alternative rock, just give me some some dudes who just listen to butt rock. If I gave them Twisted, unlikely prescription, I'm sure they'd walk away with, with some enjoyment to it. It's funny enough because... This album has done so many wonders in... There were tracks that I didn't care for when I first heard them. And now I like them. Neon Vamp? I didn't give a shit about that song. I fucking hated it at first. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I listened to the rest of the album and I'm like, oh no, this song is great. Same thing with Corkscrew. I didn't care for Corkscrew when it came out. It's fucking great. The only probably like kind of low one is for me is Parasite. It's okay. But that one's a little bit meh for me. So, it's not a perfect album, but it's perfect for what I wanted this year. And the fact that Twisted have made this record and seen what it can do and what they're capable of just gives me so many fucking high hopes for their future and what they can accomplish. I would love for us to get more collaborations with some other artists. I That's why I was saying before, um, Twist and Shatter, which might be one of my favorites. I think it's probably one of my top three. Um, that sounds like a Three Days Grace song to me, and it just makes me want there to be a Three Days Grace Twisted collaboration. I, I would fucking die for that. Um, I, I just, man... That album is fucking great. Seeing them perform those songs live um, at uh, at the concert back in October was great. I think that I think the Twisted fucking knocked this one out of the park, and I can't wait to see what's next. So to recap, tied at my number five spot, we had the Attack of the Ninjas compilation and Super Famous Fun Time Guys. Don't hug me from the front. At number four, we had Tech Nine's Asinine. At number three, Limp Biscuit Still Sucks. Number two, ICP's Yum Yum Bedlam. And number one was Twisted with Unlikely Prescription. Were any of your top fives the same? Did you enjoy 
any of the records that I talked about. What was it that you were like, well, fuck you, Mike. This should have been on there. You can let me know. I may pay attention, but I might not. Who fucking knows? Before I sign off on here, um, you can skip to the end if you want, but this is the part where I'm going to get sappy and emotional. Um, since this is the last uh, episode that's going on the podcast feed for the year, um, I felt that I should just kind of be a little bit more open. Um, again, I was putting this out on Christmas Day just kind of to get it out of the way. <laughs> but I thought it would just be nice for, for you guys to have if you really paid attention to it. And maybe you could listen to it whenever you're at home. You can pop it on whenever you're sitting with your family by the campfire. Campfire? No. Fucking, you're, there's no fucking campfires inside. <laughs> I've never had a fire, fireplace. That's where it is. Fireplace. <laughs> um... I'm I'm going to be real here. This year this year was very difficult for a lot of people. Um it was it was a lot of the same of what we had last year. And um holy shit. Um I know I've made some uh comments here and there on some of the more recent episodes. Um, but man, this year kicked my ass. Um, I mentioned before that I recently moved. Um, the reason for that, uh, was because of a breakup and, um, it's been hard. Um, we're fine and, uh, I'm very grateful of the position that I'm in right now. Um, I'm very fortunate but it's been hard and um doing the podcast has been one of the things that has helped kind of keep my mind focused and not just leave me alone to um go fucking nuts um and as an extension of that um i don't know if you guys are listening but I definitely want to give um, a major shout-out to uh, Aaron and Eric of ICP with We. Um, whew, sorry, I'm actually getting emotional doing this. Um, those guys have been so fucking cool ever since we started interacting. Um and I've said this multiple times before, even when they really could have just been just, just given us the finger and moved on. <laughs> um, listening to them and subsequently doing a couple shows with them as well as uh, joining their Discord, the community that they've built on there has really been a very positive impact on my day-to-day life. Um, so interacting with them, interacting with um, Robbie, Twisted History, um, Jiggles, and, and then some, like, that's really helped. Um, like, I mentioned uh, the breakup that I had. 
uh, what's <laughs> what's interesting is if you'll remember the episode that we did with Blade, um, we recorded that the day after the breakup, which was really really difficult. Um, and uh, just having these people in that Discord has really benefited me. Um, because we just talk about random bullshit throughout the day. It's not always juggalo shit. We just chat. So I can't stress enough. If you haven't checked out ICP with We, but you just check out Juggalo Judgment, I highly recommend you go ahead and check them out because they're really cool dudes. And you know, consider joining their Discord. Um, join up with us and, and chat because it's like our own little support group. <laughs> So to everybody that's in that Discord group, um, thank you for being there. Um, and to anybody who just listens to Juggalo Judgment and or Mike Check, um, just know that we really do appreciate it. I, I don't know how often Shmeev checks the, uh, the metrics on, uh, on our show. I check it probably more frequently than I thought I would. Um, but it's so, it gives me such a good feeling when I look and see, wow, people are checking this out. Just seeing like what people are are listening to at the time, like, oh, wow, this episode got a huge bump up recently. That's cool. Um, it definitely helps get us through the days. At least me. I don't know. Maybe Shmeev doesn't care. He probably does. (laughs) But. I just want to say thank you, like I always do. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me, to me and Shmeev, um, when we bullshit for a couple hours every two weeks. Like, who'd have thunk that anybody would want to hear that? And we'd find other people who do something similar, <laughs> and also we enjoy what they do. So... I want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas. Wish you a Happy New Year. And uh, wish nothing but the best for y'all. We're going to keep trucking along. 2022. Going to make it my bitch. (laughs) And um, the show's going to have a weird little section for a couple months. And once that section's done... Um, we'll continue on with 2008 and on, and I look forward to it, and I hope you guys do too. So, I think that that's it. As always, feel free to check us out, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Juggle of Judgment, if you want to hit me up, Twitter, at Mike Spawn, the S-E-J, and Instagram, Straight Edge Juggalo. You can follow me on TikTok too, if you want. That's also Straight Edge Juggalo. And uh, with that, I got nothing else. So stay safe. Much love to y'all. Peace out.